Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Two Nerds, One Quest. I am your host and DM, J.C. Dittmer, here with these three nerds, because you know math is hard. That man pointing at me in the blue is one Tom M. Norman playing Doug this morning. How you doing, Fucking buddy? Fucking guy. <laughs> Fucking guy. <laughs> I need to watch that again. <laughs> For- <laughs> it's so good. I need to finish watching the TV series. It was just, uh-huh. uh, yeah. Uh, for that's what we do in the shadows, people. For those of you not in the know, yeah. Nandor, Nandor, Guillermo, all them. It's a fantastic show. Oh. That other man's laughing and giggling. There is one Ryan Crixus Kukta, the sole remaining Wait. member, original member. Good morning. Yeah, Crixus still holding it down for the original mission. And then, of course, last but not least, the legend, the lazy dragon, the limerick maker, one Jeff Jacob Williams. How are you doing this morning, bud? <laughs> still tough to not say Doc, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's still, it hangs every time. It's like, oh, it's, Jacob does not flow well there. <laughs> no, no, Doc's, not, Doc's much easier to, to say. So. Yeah. We so we started the music going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we, you can uh, tell the started... flow. The flow of chat is a little different when the music is is not upbeat. Mm. Mm. Yeah, you got our yeah. recap for us, Jeff, and maybe a limerick. Yeah. Something a little lighter than the music right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, the limerick is lighter than the music, although not much is heavier. So, uh, we started off across from the mirror room, um, but before entering that, we checked out some of the side corridors and found a uh, small green box that turned out to be a mimic and that led to quite a fight. Um, After that, we found a grove of of trees magically growing in the subterranean darkness and uh, they had magic purple pears on them that granted some some spell abilities, which some we still have some, both pears and magical abilities. Uh, I'm going to still need that list, aren't I? (laughs) We met a uh, absolutely. We met a dryad named Hathwin, who wanted, who was very lonely and wanted to keep us, uh, keeping yes, her company in her in her room. But uh, we all were able to withstand her charm and get out of there after looking at a couple of the other side corridors and seeing a bunch of spiky creatures that were huddling in a corner. Um, as we headed southwest out of that. I'm sorry, southeast out of that. My note is wrong. Uh, we went down a mile-long tunnel and saw the, uh, as it opened up into the into a giant cavern with the city of Yathrin. And then we got a history lesson from Professor Scant. And uh, as we were making sure to clean up, we took a long rest just inside the cavern as we were coming out. We may um, have said short rest, but we determined pre-show it's a long rest. Yeah, so we went with long rest. So, being a great for those of you keeping <laughs> for those of you keeping track of days, which is me, uh, we are on uh, day starting day ninety nine of the campaign from when Aranon first got taken down by a goblin. That's kind of amazing. Uh, limerick of the day: uh, When Doug told Crixus what to do, his hands stuck to the mimic like glue. We all managed to hit it until Doug Divine critted it, ending in a shower of purplish goo. Yeah. And uh, for the, the uh, for, 
For everyone's reference, uh, Crixus is still a little bit paranoid. Valene is seeing things. Uh, Jacob and Doug each have one pair. Crixus has two, and Doug still has one instance of sending in his uh, in his abilities until that fades. Until so he uses it, I think. Two pair. Two pairs, because he he yeah two two pairs. A pair of pairs. <laughs> one. He has one pair. Of pairs. Yeah. One pair of pairs. Okay. Yeah, yeah and I still have <laughs> my eight. sending, and I, th- I think I picked an extra one, didn't I? Or did Pants I not? Pants fit like yeah. a glove. Yeah, so we, so, um, Crixus ate one and then picked two, and then Doug and Jacob each picked two and ate one. Okay. So Crixus still has two, Doug and Jacob have one. And then one sending. So, um, actually, probably, uh, I, Jacob would probably eat the pair while we're doing our long rest, or maybe for breakfast. Okay. Jacob, you want to roll me a d20 then? I do. You can drop us back into the other music now, Norm. Alright, good deal. <laughs> there it goes. First roll, and it doesn't matter if I succeed or fail, because there is no succeeding or failing. Well, maybe there is. Uh, 15. Fifteen. Oh, I was just reading this one and went, oh, that would be a fun one. Yeah, you feel a very uh, electric magic (laughs) filter into your mind. Um, You can cast Lightning Bolt with a spell save of DC 15 once. (laughs) Wow, nice. That's a good one to have. I like it. I like Lightning Bolts. Is All anyone right. else needing a pair while you guys are long resting? No, I still have mine for another 16 hours, I think. Wasn't it for 24 hours? I mean... It was clarified to indefinite. Mm-hmm. Oh, was it? That there was a, there was another... There was something else was 24 something hours, else, but yeah. it was... Okay. We don't know how long the pairs will last. We didn't never asked how long the pairs themselves last. Yep. Rixus will eat a pair... Okay. This is your second pair, right? This will be my pair number two. Pair number two. I'm, okay. I'm going to eat three quarters of it. Three quarters of it? Yeah. Seriously? And then you're going to pitch it? Yeah. Yeah, nothing happens. <laughs> I don't know. Well, little you're, you're, you got some pair in you. It tastes good. <laughs> yeah. All right. He's paranoid. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. So you guys finish your long rest. And you walk out onto this spire that leads into the necropolis that lays before you. Green and purple lights cast another worldly glow upon the frost draping the silent city. There are clawing spires and broken domes and steeples leaning at odd angles that surround a huge citadel in the middle. At the foot of the causeway, a giant statue lays prone and motionless, its surfaces gleaming with the rime and ice frost. You Uh, hear things in the distance. Because Doug is unfamiliar as to what the entire mission is. He just knows he's now avenging Aranon. He's yep. going to ask 
like, what's our mission here? Like, what are we doing? Infor- tell me, what am I looking for? Is Professor Scant out and about? <laughs> yeah? Yeah, I think we left him he's out. He's full of on his... Yeah, he's, right. yeah, he's on his or, mage hand. Yep. He, he comes zooming over by you and says, Well, we are here to find a way to defeat the Frost Maiden. To put her out of her misery and restore the balance to Icewind Dale. And maybe find some cool magic shit along the way, too. Stuff. Stuff. He wouldn't say shit. He'd say stuff. No, I like to think he'd say shit. He's a professor. <laughs> he wouldn't say shit. <laughs> He's not that type of professor. He's very proper. He's like C-3PO. A little bit. Crixus just kicks in then. Um, as long as the Ice Maiden remains, this world could be plunged again into darkness and we must eliminate that threat that is all I need to know uh so Doug would walk in and just kind of survey look for town folk look for just kind of get the vibe of what what the city is and just kind of feel you know walking to the end of this icy tongue that kind of reaches out into the city there is a large like I said the giant statue it's the size of a giant probably about 30 feet tall laying face down in the road there in front of you Actually, I said 30 feet. It's 21 feet tall. Actually says right here in the description. Um, It's laying face down. There is a huge sledgehammer held in its hand. It's all made out of stone. Hmm. Go check it out. What do you think? Let's go see what what is the statue of. I'm a giant, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Looks like some sort of giant, says Professor Skin. I don't know how he would have been standing, though, if it was a statue. I don't see a base for a statue anywhere. Strange. Oh, oh boy. Don't check it out. Maybe, maybe he was real and turned to stone. That is a logical conclusion. There is magic that can do that. That does not make me happy. Um, I think at this point, Doug is going to stow his medium armor and put on his light armor and fly up and overlook the city. Okay. Don your light armor. This takes 10, 15 minutes to do all this. Is there anything you guys are doing while he's doing that? Are there any... Uh, um, kind of investigating the general area around, kind of looking to see if there's a direction that makes the most sense to travel or something that looks like we should be finding first or looking at first. Looking around where you come down um, on, on the perimeter of the entire city, you saw this as you were... Starting to come down um, on the edge of the city, there are several of these 
spires that like claw upward um, and they lean menacingly overhead like when you get down onto the street level it's curled up over the top of you um, you can see gargoyles that are clinging to like the walls and ceilings up there um, there's a doorway at the base of it that's just open kind of swinging <clears throat> on its hinges one of the doors is on, like off kilter like the hinge up top led away and it's leaning on its edge check that out so as I'm in the air I would kind of move back and forth kind of hover over some of the buildings on the left and then kind of fly over in some of the buildings on the right and just kind of look to see who we're dealing with um, okay did we get uh, a how big this thing is total like the, just from the, a flight distance from a flight distance? Well, I'll tell you like, these Like spires. how big the whole disc is. Um, that's kind of hard to judge, but I'll tell you this spire right now that you came down next to. You see what I'm talking about on the map? Those clawed spires? Mm-hmm. Those are four-story <clears throat> buildings. That's how large this place is. Wow. Yeah. Oh, so that we can definitely search this thing in one session. No problem. Yeah, no, no problem at all. None at all. Um, looking up, uh, getting up in the air there a bit. Let's see, where are you? <coughs> Excuse me. You notice a couple of different things. You see, um, actually make a perception check. I'll, I'll tell you how much you see. I mean, the lightning stadium right there is not hard to miss. Um, I'll describe that as you are rolling. Oh, seven. Um, so yeah, the you're kind of, with a seven, you're kind of drawn to this lightning stadium. The air around this amphitheater is, you hear it crackle, and the energy rolling through the steps and the um, large tree-like masses. Um, there's a very low hum that you can hear as each of these tridents extend 25 feet off the ground, or they are 25 feet off the ground, they extend 50 feet into the air. Um, there's a tiny glittering object on a pedestal of black stone in the middle of the stadium. Uh, I'll swoop down and just kind of get a closer look at it. Uh, give me one second. <laughs> Getting a closer look at it, it's it is a trophy. Um, the the stadium is about 120 feet long and 50 feet wide at its widest point. The the. Three different masts are 40 feet apart from each other. Um, uh, Crixus and um, Jacob, you hear Professor Scant start talking about a sport called chain lightning that they used to play. <laughs> that sounds terrifying. Uh, he's, he's mortals, mortals, uh, 
it was mortals again being pit against each other um, in in this electrified arena. It was very very um, very dangerous. You're dealing with lightning, of course. All right, I'll uh, I'll take flight any... one last time and just. I'm not seeing any people, am I? Like I'm just seeing buildings and. You're seeing buildings. You do see, uh, in the distance, a larger, like a head moving at the, like height of some of these two-story buildings. You occasionally see, it, and then it'll go behind another building. Something similar to the size of what is laying on the ground where you came in. Um, first of all, then nice you do time. also, you do also see magic. All over the place in here, in, in Sparks. Like, if you were to watch a war at night, you see a night fire video over a city, and you see bombs Just and stuff. Streaks and There's magic going off and moving and manipulating, swirling around buildings all over this city. All right. I'll land back by the group and just let them know what I saw and the really tall person and the weird trophy. Given given the electricity point, I guess, is there any um is there any learning, Jacob, that you'd want to do related to resistances or anything like that? Like for Tika? Um, I mean I could switch her to uh Think about it, I, I guess. Can... If the arena is crackling with lightning, that might be helpful. Yeah, I can change her to uh, lightning essence, but she's on acid. She's she's on acid right now. She's set to acid <laughs> right now. <laughs> she's um, <laughs> that just registered. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think because there's a number of those spires around the outside. I think I'd like to see what one of them is, so I know if it's like if we should worry about getting near them. Like if these are guard towers or something, I want to know before we walk past a bunch of them. Yeah. So, um, they don't look like guard towers necessarily. Um, the the arena itself is kind of open to you. Um. So it would be uh, like you could walk into the arena and look around more if you wanted to, get a closer look at the trophy or anything like that. Nah. D Doug would tell them about it, but he would bypass that. I mean, he, he landed in it. He didn't take the trophy because he's not Irinon. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, he would, he would probably want to – he's – so Doug, when he's on his his re revenge missions, is focused. Like he he wants to get the job mm -hmm. done. So any dicking around, like going into a stadium that he already looked at, would be just pointless to him. Yeah. Um, Professor Scant tells you a little bit about Chain Lightning. It was fought a game that was um, fought by two teams of six. And the goal was to eliminate the other team by striking them with a three-inch diameter iron ball. 
It's kind of like a sick, twisted version of dodgeball where there was an iron ball and lightning <laughs> arcing through the stadium. Hmm. So. That does sound fun. However. <laughs> Did you see any magical weapons inside of the arena? No. It's just, just a trophy. Just sitting in the middle. Did you see did you see any three-inch balls? Only the ones in, attached to me. <laughs> but I'm, I'm a bird, so I don't think I have any balls. Okay, here we go, discussing creature anatomy again. <laughs> <laughs> Good question. DM? Oh, okay. Um, DM, would I know if birds have balls? Alright, moving on. Um, Something in those feathers. Mm-hmm. All right, so if we don't want to head towards the lightning arena, did you see any other additional landmarks that uh, would be worthwhile? You can see beyond the lightning arena. Even you, Crixus, right now looking, there's a tower that extends up to the sky like a talon. It's stonework. You can notice there's like chiseled runes all over the stonework, and a blue light shines from its highest window. It would appear if there are magical weapons about, it would be in the. It would be in that tower. That would be a logical assumption. Um. For looking at the map, is that Y four that you're referring to? Yes. Okay. I'll, I'll head. I'll start walking in that direction. Okay. As we walk past the uh, arena, can I just look and see what I can see from, see if there's anything like, you know, I mean, if people were dying in there, they might have left things behind. You see uh, there is a small, sitting in the middle of the field, a small three-inch iron ball, and then on the end of the arena is a small onyx pedestal with a bejeweled trophy cup on the end of it. Mm. In your I, estimation, Jacob, that cup would probably be worth a fair amount of change. All right. Uh, just to test it first, I'm going to say, Tika, go get the ball. Tika, get the ball. Oh, go get the ball. Um, I'll send Tika to go get the ball. Okay, so Tika steps in to the stadium. Shimmering head and, sh- uh, shimmering head and shoulders of a woman blink into existence. Uh, probably about 20 feet tall. It's a bust. And the electrical currents flow over her metal teeth and her form kind of stutters and flickers a little like Max Headroom. And she speaks in a strange language. Do any of you speak Elvish? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, You hear... So, a new challenger enters the arena. You have 30 seconds to choose your teammates for a game of Chain Lightning. Uh, and then the illusory head disappears. Uh, you have 30 seconds. <laughs> um, well, Doug would yell over his shoulder, We don't have time for this shit. Get your dog and let's go. Alright, I'll just say, get, get the ball quick and uh, hope that Tika can get the ball and get out in 30 seconds. She's running to grab the ball. 
She grabs the ball. I need a dexterity saving throw from Tika. Alright, so you got a plus five on this. Is this lightning dodgeball? It kind of is. That's what it sounds like reading it. It's like, whoa. Alright, so 15 plus five is uh, 20. Dirty 20. 20. Yeah, she uh, and you did all that from the point I called it. You did all that within 30 seconds. So she does grab the ball um, and come running out. And she comes running out. And just the second she gets out of the stadium, this force field goes up. And uh, she drops this iron ball at your feet. And you see another one come up from underground when there is not... uh, one there for the game to start and on each side of the stadium shimmer up six mages like and the game begins and they start playing this twisted version of dodgeball the thing is that's an iron ball and there are times where a player gets hit and it grounds the lightning in the arena and it jumps from several players and there's a lot of damage and each time someone is eliminated they disappear from the arena and reappear in a box just on the outside of the um force field like a um like a penalty box yeah like a penalty box exactly <laughs> and it, the one team ends up victorious uh and it resets and if you stay there, it does this two more times. It does a total of three rounds, the best of three. And one team won the first one, the other team won the second one. And there's a rubber match for the third one. It's a close match. Uh, the winners end up walking over to the trophy. And they walk over and they lift it off. And there's you hear cheering echo throughout the stadium. And then the trophy's set back down and everything dissipates. Mm-hmm. And the shield comes down. We just basically watched a tutorial, it seems like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, if we want that cup, then uh, we have to win a game of Chain Lightning. Or you just send Tika to go steal it. I mean, Doug's not into it. No, Doug. Doug's probably three quarters. <laughs> Doug's of the ready to go. <laughs> Doug. Doug is probably standing at the bottom of that that building, waiting for you. I'll tell you if. If I had resistance to lightning, I think I'd be in there, but I, I don't. So. Yeah, I mean, I can set, I can set armor, Tika so. and I resistance. I guess I just, I feel like one one lightning bolt and Crixus is fried, so maybe we'll come back on the way through. Alright, I'll We'll, we'll play the game the, on the uh, way out. The <laughs> <laughs> Once we're sure we're not dead. Some I'll, uh, I'll I'll pocket the ball. Okay. You you have a three-inch diameter iron ball. Cool. It's kind of heavy in your pocket. It sounds like something that would do a lot of damage if you dropped it from the very tippy top of that large building. Yeah. Yeah. If it made it all the way to the ground. If you could. Yeah, I'll. I'll side of the packet then. If it's if it's a little heavy for pockets, I'll put it in the side of a of a backpack. I was gonna say you keep having to pull up one side of your pants. <laughs> it's like wearing jogging pants that aren't tight, and you got your keys and wallet and phone all in one pocket. It's gonna pull yeah. I need to rig up a hippie. harness for. Yeah, okay. exactly. All right. So, so Doug, you're standing at the base of this tower. 
uh, looking up, you can see all the different um, runes chiseled into it, and the this blue light is just shining out of a window at the very, very top of it. I'm going to launch myself to up and, and just kind of peek an eye into that window. Uh, looking into that room. Um, let's see. There's a huge anvil that's chiseled with vivid blue runes. It sits in the center of a 30-foot diameter, 30-foot high circular chamber. Um, resting atop is a hammer adorned with matching runes to the anvil. You can see from the window looking in that there are two armored figures standing on the far wall. Um, how close do you get to the window? I would kind of, like when you see in the movies, how they just kind of poke one eye in the corner. Okay. Like, I wouldn't, like, press myself up against it. I would (laughs) knock on it. Hey, guys, what you doing? You can actually see two others. So a total of four of these armored figures standing. And they look like they're spaced, like, decoratively around the room. Um, On the far side of this room... There is a frozen corpse laying in a pile of rubble. And there is um, several different braziers around the outside um, lit with blue fire that seem to be shining this light outside. Are those four figures alive? Like, do they seem to be, like, guarding? Or are they just statues? They seem to be statues. They may move. You don't know. <laughs> okay, but, like, one's not picking his nose. The other one's not, like... No, 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 nothing like that. They, okay. they look like statues. Like, they're standing there. Okay. Like I said, decoratively around the edges of the room. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, you could you could have decorative... Like, those London guards don't move. They're kind of decorative. Yeah, but these don't look like living things necessarily. While he's uh, looking in one corner, if the uh, camera pans from the inside to see his eye, you see Tika's eye poking out of the opposite corner because <laughs> she flew up next to him while trying to be quiet. And... She sees a similar thing, except she sees Doug looking in the other window. <laughs> Doug, you suddenly notice Tika. <laughs> Her head pops up from the other window. Fucking bird. <laughs> I, I'm going to uh, go back down. Tika's and... now a bird. <laughs> I think Tika's thinking the same thing. Fucking bird. You <laughs> think she's not a mimic. Or a, not a mimic, a uh, uh, kangaroo. Oh, like a parrot? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking bird. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go back down ground level and tell them everything I saw. The hammer and the d- frozen corpse. And say the hammer seems to be special. It seems to. I'm not sure. Maybe it's a weapon. Well, it feels like it we sounds, need to do that then. Yep. Hammer, hammer, and anvil sounds like blacksmith. And if they're matching, then that might be uh, might be a way to imbue magical power into something. Yep. Or make a magical weapon. Or I say we go in. Sounds like. The hammer might be portable. I'm not sure about that anvil, though. Who's our rogue, then? 
<lacht> Tika? Tika, I got a uh, plus, uh, <laughs> no, that's savings. I got plus two on dax. I'm proficient in stealth. I, I'm plus four I, I in honestly, survival. Does that help? <laughs> <laughs> I honestly think, I, I mean, I said Tika jokingly, but it's Tika or Jacob probably. I don't need, do I don't need to be a rogue. I have plus eight intimidation. Will you roll the traps? You're going to trap. intimidate the yeah. traps? Uh-huh. <laughs> you shall not hurt me. <laughs> I intimidate the locks by kicking them in. All right. Well, there's a, is there a door at ground level? Uh, yeah, there is a door at ground level. I would like to check for traps and check if it's locked. Okay. Make an investigation check. Plus 11. Crixus just reminds you, hey, don't don't let those guys see you. Twenty-six. Twenty-six. Um looking at it, I need you to make an arcana check. You think Ooh. you found something, but you're not sure. There are several glyphs around the outside. Oh, it hit the side of the screen. It was gonna be a nineteen, but then it became a nine, so a twelve. Twelve. The, what was the first one you said? 26? 26 yes. and 12 is 38. Yeah, alright. Um, one of the glyphs uh, will trigger when you step through the tower's entrance. It, it is magically trapped. And it seems um, to be set automatically every 24 hours. Okay. Well, uh, I don't want to go through it, but we have a Tika, so... And the symbol represents insanity. Well, that's good. All right. Um, (laughs) I would say yes. Why not? Can we teach Tika how to turn the door now? Sure. Sure, I can always resummon her, I guess. So, yes, let's send Tika through. Alright. Just trying to think if it made sense for someone else to have to do a saving throw, but... Hey, uh, I'll have a, um... Doug, can you stand, like, within ten feet of the door when uh, this happens? Oh, yeah, I would be standing right next to the door. Like, I would be right there. Like, do the uh, uh, police going to kick in the door thing where you're standing on the side, ready for the door to get kicked in? Kind of. I need a constitution saving throw as Tika goes through the door. You kick open the door. She jumps through the door. Con con is plus two, and then plus, okay, seven plus two plus, what does Doug offer? I think it was four. Is it four? So, nah, 13. 13 total? 13 total. Tika goes through the door, and the... Um, actually, let me roll this out. Where is my encounters? 
because this will be fun to roll up because it'll give me a lot of dice. And I will roll it to everyone because, you know, it's it's a dramatic effect. Tika takes 46 points of damage as a necrotic um, smoky haze just seems to start billowing out of her and her skin starts bubbling and cracking and she's still alive or is she dead? Um, if we just passed a level and her hit points are nine times or level times five plus five so she has 50 hit points and she just took 46. Had we not leveled up she'd be toast. I mean so she's she... still smoking. She is smoking and her skin is bubbling and she just collapses on the floor from the sudden violent necrotic damage that pours over her body. It's 10d10. <laughs> necrotic damage. Alright. Uh, clear. And based on what you know now, you have 24 hours before that resets. Make your way to the right. top of the tower. Making our way up top, looking for anvils. You get to this top room, the door opens up, and you see there are six of these total around the entire room. Doug, this is very familiar. This is the room you saw with the anvil and the hammer sitting atop it. All right. Um, On the ceiling, does anyone speak Draconic? Sorry. I do. Nope. On the ceiling is written in Draconic, First, shield thy heart with a wand from nether oak. One more time. First, shield thy heart with a wand from the nether oak. Okay, that sounds important. I would like to do a history check <laughs> or like uh, some kind of check to see if I would know what like a history or a uh, okay. to see if I know what it is. Yeah, I'll, right. I would whisper it because I'm not sure what those uh, what those figures are. Nine. Nine. Yeah, you you know nothing about this, Doug. Can we ask the professor if he's ever heard of the Nether Oak? The Nether Oak. Uh, no, but this sounds sounds like a um, a recipe or something. I do not know. Hmm. hmm. I I'm sorry. I don't know much about this. This I have not heard before. Might be a Netherese. Um, like ritual or something. I'm I'm not sure. Hmm. Maybe we should leave this here until we figure this out. We have a little bit of time. Is there anything else? Is there anything else valuable in this room, or anything worth stealing other than maybe that hammer? 
Not that you see. You see the dead, what appears to be a mage buried under boulders, but he was only wearing a robe. He didn't have anything in his hands. We investigate mm -hmm. that area. No, there's nothing in his hands or anything. He clearly didn't shield Seems himself. Strange. If you All go right, look at I... the... Go I was going to say, what are you going to say, Crixus? Well, I was going to say, if I look at the statues, do I see... Could I dislodge their weapon in any way without really disturbing it? Uh, looking carefully at the statues, you realize they're not statues. They're just incredibly, incredibly, incredibly still. <laughs> oh. oh, I'm not trying seem... to take his weapon right now. They don't seem to be hostile. Thanks, yo. But they're not. <laughs> Remember they're that? Not, uh, statues. <laughs> Getting that Remember close that to time, uh, or a construct of some sort. Remember that time Aaron went and touched a statue and we had to fight and then uh, they all came to life? Yeah, it was the worst. We wasted a lot of spells then. <laughs> we, we talk about yeah. that moment. We talk about that moment because uh. Doug and Jacob weren't there right so, um so i i mentioned that and uh say you know fighting additional battles unprepared is a terrible way to make sure you keep your head <laughs> uh doug so the battle, without the battle we the, don't need to fight without getting the joke doug would look at crixus and say a true warrior is always ready to fight Yes, son, okay, but at the end of the day, a battle not fought is uh, are, is a way to keep your tools for the next battle. You are correct. Yes! So, um, so I think Crixus says, if there's nothing we need here, then we should continue on. We need something that can defeat uh, Lady Ice Kiss. Yeah, if we happen upon this wand or figure out what this is, we can always come back. Unless professor, we're being chased. Then we run the past professor it. Professor seems suddenly um, a little skittish. Like he's ready to go. You saw him, he kind of encircled the anvil for a moment and then went directly to the door. <laughs> Professor, what's wrong? Uh, that anvil's bad news. At least for me. How so? You see the runes on it? Mm-hmm. It can destroy magical items. I don't know where the power goes from the items when they're destroyed, but that is an anvil for the destruction of magic items. So ultimately, that would be the end of you. It could be. So we can't use it to build I'm a valuable items. resource for information on this city, and to destroy me would be a grave mistake on your part. Well, 
we're not going to destroy you. Yeah, <laughs> we kind of stepped in next to him at this point. <laughs> kind of put so we have our proto We don't want to lose our protocol droid. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Yeah, let's file out. I think. Yep. Let us go. All right. So you file back down and close the door. Where do you head after being inside this tower? You so, have all kinds of ways to go. We're right there. Um, You're at I'm, Y4 right now, the base of Y4. Where do you want yeah. to go? You have all kinds of choices now. So the the circles to the left and to the right just look like city? Like the it big is, circles? Yeah. Yeah, there it is. Buildings that is a decorative like brick inlay. It's not a wall or anything that prevents you from going beyond it. Uh, you just walk over that into the rubble if you wish. I I think Doug, uh, kind of to. He he would be really curious about the giant, really super tall building in the middle of town. Yeah. So I'm going to start heading towards that unless somebody stops me. Right I'm towards Y23? Yep. And I would be going along the right-hand side, like, coming up um, around Y29. Okay. Are you coming up around Y29? Are you headed towards Y23 or Y29? You're well, looking I'm, at I'm, Y23. I'm going towards so, Y23, but I'm saying instead of going left, you know, around. Yep. Oh, hell. I keep having my... Uh, I updated my Mac and my sidecar keeps shitting in the bed and locking up. So give mm. me a second here. Because every time it does, I have to reset it. I mean, there's a certain part of me that wants to just kind of walk around and see if we see any um, important landmarks or magical item shops or anything that seem like they left the door open or something like that. There could be some low-hanging fruit. Like pears? <laughs> hey yo. Indeed. This yellow glowing 50-foot diameter crystal sphere rests on an ornate stand at the base of this tower. Crystal spheres sound cool. I would go and inspect it closer. Okay. Um, looking at it, it's, it's a magical, um, uh, item. It is a magical, a, a massive magical power. Professor Scant rolls up and he says, this is the, this is the Mithalar. This controlled the city. This floated the city. You so have come to this, you have control over the city. Although I don't know how we get it out of here. It's been buried so long. So this city used to be a flying city? Yes. And and collapsed to the ground. The great fall of Yathrin onto the 
Into the surface. Is it currently glowing? Uh, it, it faintly. I would touch it. I would kind of reach a hand out to see if I can... What's your intent when you reach your hand out to touch it? Knowledge. Like, what Knowledge? is what is in the city? Like, wh- what is important here? Um... You touch it. Make an Arcana check. Sure, I'm. I mean, good. I'm good Professor it. Professor Scant already told you 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 can attune to this. Um, reaching out to it and trying to grab that knowledge from it. Are you trying to attune to it to get anything from it, or are you just? If I can attune to it, I would. Yeah. So you're gonna try and attune to it. Fourteen. So you put your hand. On there in your arcana check of 14. You reach out and you're trying to gather information from it and how it works. And there's a rumble from the ground. And between you and the rest of the group, a massive fist punches up out of the road. And out of the road climbs one of these giant structures with a massive hammer. I need you guys to roll initiative. Oh, 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 oh boy. <laughs> uh, Alright. Uh, where did I put them? Well, seriously, I didn't have one. Of I thought I saved them. Oh, this is stupid. I rolled. I have advantage <laughs> on it, initiative, and I rolled two ones. Give me one second. That is <sighs> stupid. Ro- so dumb. I rolled a two. I thought I said so for four. four. How do you roll two ones? At least it's... So far, we have nobody above a five for initiative, so... Ooh, fantastic. We'll be playing... Uh, I, uh, gotta, I gotta create this, apparently, because I didn't have this one sure. created. <sighs> I thought I did. <laughs> I am unhappy. <laughs> All right. And I'm wearing my light Just remember yet. that... So I have let two less AC. I'm at 15 for AC now. Oh, remember the dice giveth and the dice taketh away. It'll balance out in the end. Will it, though? No. I don't think it it works that way. (laughs) So I need your initiatives because I did not have this up when you started. So, Crixus? Five. Five. Doug? One and one. What's your dex? There's one. Nothing? Not, so it's one? Uh, one. One. Yeah. <laughs> Four. Four. Holy crap. All right. Come on, Valene. Where are you? Let's, let's do some initiative. Although your plus is zero. Oh, she rolled a 17. That's <laughs> Maybe good. Maybe saving grace. <laughs> and then he has a... <laughs> are you shitting me? You guys got so damn lucky. The initiative order is Valene, Crixus, Jacob, this thing, and then Doug. Oh, shit. <laughs> he rolled a three. <laughs> How random. All right, I'm into it. All right, so Valene is the first one up. She wastes no time uh, to go with her patented um, magic missile. That only rolls 1d4. It should roll more than that. Three and one more. 
three, three, and five is a total of eleven. As three missiles just suddenly, before it's even completely crawled out of the ground, it kind of got halfway up. She gets hit. He gets hit with these three magic missiles and stands up upright and kind of roars at you. Um. She's going to kind of hang back, move back away from it a little bit. Crixus, it is your go. This thing's almost directly in front of you. You kind of took in, a step back as it punched out and is climbing out. Is it in melee range with me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you and... There was, like, just enough room for it to be between you and Doug. <laughs> All right. Then that's... <coughs> and it doesn't make sense to move away then, so... um. I am going to just whack it with my hand axe. Oh, you mm. whack that thing. 22 to hit it. 22 does hit. Absolutely. And then hefty total of four damage. Ooh, four damages. And then um, let's see with my Bonus action for 10 minutes. No, I'm going to hold on to that, actually. Okay. I'm going to cast... Um, sorry, what is he called? He is called the Spiritual Weapon. Okay. And... Your whip. Yep. Giant whip of Sunni uh, appears behind him. And I'm going to attack with it. Alright. And that is a 15 to hit? E no. That misses. Alright. And then Crixus shouts, uh, you know, keep your head. And I'm done. Alright. That moves us to Jacob. You see this thing crawl out of the ground, get hits with three of these magic missiles. Crixus winds up, smacks it with his axe as a whip appears, and there's a tremendous whip crack from behind it, but it doesn't seem to have made contact with him at all. <laughs> what would you like to do? Does it, uh, is it, it's one of those, like, 21 feet tall yep. giant hammer things? Okay. Yeah, it looks like uh, a living version of what you saw laying down on the ground. <laughs> earlier okay uh it's probably not gonna work but i want to test the water so i'm gonna do chill touch and see if necrotic damage does anything okay one better than uh so we're testing ac 16 just misses just misses okay so 17 17 is your mark all right and then bonus action i will uh Send the uh, very damaged Tika um, into the fray with the four remaining hit points, and uh, she looks I like will. Some twisted form of like necrotic bubbling. Like, yeah, she looks like an acid Drake, <laughs> pretty much right now. Yeah, and she's set to acid, so that works. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna have her though. Instead of just a regular attack, I'm gonna have her attack um, as a uh, grapple to the face. So I, she'll fly at its face and <laughs> try um, to grab hold. Attempt to uh, yeah, just just kind of disorient it, block its vision. So it looks uh, like an alien face hugger right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, that's a natural one, so it doesn't matter. Illicit. 
<laughs> trying to yeah, attach she's, to its face. <laughs> she's not feeling good. Natural one. So she jumps up and she flies up and she kind of grabs onto it and he just grabs her and just whips her away and she starts flying again away from him. Yeah, that's all I got. All right. He grabs. Um, he. What is he going to do? Yeah, he takes a sledgehammer out and he. Uh, throws it at Valine. And that's a 17 to hit her, which I believe does. Yep. Um, so she is going to take 30 points of bludgeoning damage. Ouch. As the, the, uh, Chris, um, hammer is thrown at her and hits her and kind of knocks her off her feet. She's knocked prone. And let's see. Oh, here I gotta do this right. Um, let's do this. I'm adjusting this in a funky way because I forgot to hit the long rest button for her. But the only thing she was missing was some hit points. Um... So he does that. He throws that at her. And at the end of its turn, which will be right now, that hammer returns in front of him, but he doesn't catch it, and it just drops to his feet. Oh, so he half-assed thored it. <laughs> Doug. It is your turn. How far away from me is he? Uh, you, if you turn around, he's right there. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's like, he took a five foot, you take a five foot step, you're in melee range with him. Okay, I wasn't sure if he pulled up in the, away from me or. He didn't like you touching his ball. Uh, clearly not. <laughs> never, never touch a stone <laughs> giant's ball. He doesn't look like stone right now. That's no. an interesting thing. Hmm. Well, either way, never touch a giant ball. Um, yeah. So I am going to. Well, if he's in melee, I'm a, well. Obviously, I'll take the two steps to get into melee range. Yep. Uh, and I am going to swing the mace. Nineteen right to hit. Big toe. Nineteen does hit. For eight damage. Eight damages. I'll swing again. 19 to hit. That hits. For nine damages. Yay! Yay! Nine damages. All bludgeoning, I'm assuming, right? Or no, axe. You have an axe, right? I have uh, the mace. Mace. The mace. Yeah, bludgeoning. Okay, cool. Uh, All right. Nope, I'm good. All right. That brings us back around to Valine. She stands up, and she is going to um, ray of sickness him. She did not like that at all. A 18 does hit it. So That, that just never gets old, Kukta. Ends up will. being 28 points of necrotic Ooh. damage. 
Ah. She hits it with. Um, Play, lady. It bellows as she hits it again, uh, taking a significant chunk of his shoulder away with this necrotic blast. Cool. I know what I'm doing next time, and nobody's going to like it. Crixus, it is you. All right, so Crixus is going to... Um, yeah, I'm just going to swing the hand axe. Okay. Sixteen to hit. Just misses. I'm going to swing with the spiritual weapon. Fourteen to hit. Struggling. Uh, finding a weak spot on this giant stone monster. Alright. And that'll else? be my turn. That'll be your turn. Move to Jacob. As you see Crixus struggling to hit this thing, swinging his axe. Apparently it's pretty nimble. It dodges the whip crack. Alright. We're gonna we're gonna take two sh- shots with the longbow then. Bad last roll, 15. Misses, I assume. Oh, both of them. Rolled to the lower number when it stopped, 14. And I'll do the same same thing with uh, Tika. Go back in for a a face grab, face Face hugger. Go give him a kiss, Tika. What, What command is that? Kiss. 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 Oh, no. Kisses. Kisses, Tika. Six, Kisses. 16 for a face grapple. A very similar situation. He's expecting it this time. He ducks out of the way, and she kind of sails past him a little bit as she goes in for that grapple. All right. Well, um, that was a uh, good turn. It is his turn. <laughs> he closes the distance between him and Valine. Um, Ooh, do I get an opportunity attack? You get an opportunity attack, Crixus gets an opportunity attack, and so does his whip. All three awesome. of you. All three of you. Great. 19 to hit? <laughs> 19 does hit. For nine damage. God, that seems very familiar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that all day. All right. Crixus gets oh. one three to hit on the hand axe. Crixus needs to hit a moving target, apparently. <laughs> I'll take four out of his leg. All right. And then uh, spiritual weapon, which is more powerful than my hand axe. 21 to hit. Nice. And six damage there. Very nice. Very nice. Um, He goes running to Valene, and he claws at her with his hand and hits her for... Hits her with the first claw. Dealing 18 points of damage to her. Whoa. Um, and then he She's goes... still after. standing? Yep. Not by Better much. than she ever did. Um, he swings with his second claw. 
That is a 16, which also hits. Oof. Oof. Ouch. For 22 points of damage. Ouch. And she did goes she, limp. Did she level up also? No. Okay. Because she was 9. Okay. Then, because he hit her with both claws, he's going to pull that creature and make a bite attack against her. Which she is unconscious and laying on the ground. So that's two. It's an automatic crit. So she's got two failures on her death saving throws. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. It's not an automatic hit, but if he hits, it's an automatic crit, right? And he has advantage on this. Yeah, because she's. At how that... Yeah. Uh, I gotta actually roll that second one. Alright, that's my bad. <laughs> actually. He goes to bite her and he misses her. He had advantage on it, but neither one of them were. Let me take those failures off. So she's in death saving throws right now. But he went to take a bite out of her and missed as she fell. Doug. You got 30 feet to go to him. She pissed him off. (laughs) Uh, clearly. Um... Is she within range too, or is she just out of range for me? She would be just out of range for you. Like, you could move, and you'd be, like, ten feet away from her. All right. Well, I'm going to get as close as I can, and I'm going to uh, toll the dead. So make a wisdom saving throw. Wisdom saving. This will not be very good for him. Actually, it's not as bad as I thought. A five is not going to be good. That's though. not even close. <laughs> not even close. Yeah. Because, so is it two two d twelve? Yep. Because he was already damaged. I'm rolling d twelves instead mm-hmm. of d eights. And he will take nine damage. Nine damage. And so mm-hmm. this rings out. Okay. Is that it then? Or do you have a second one? Uh, no, I don't have a second attack. Action. Okay. Um, so you moved to get closer. You did that. Nothing for your bonus action. There we go. That's the bells I was that, looking for. That moves to her. Um, she needs to make a death saving throw. Natural 20, she gains a point and wakes up. Let's see. It's just a straight roll, right? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> roll to everyone. 10 or higher. 17. Alright. On her turn. Alright. And we move to Crixus. Crixus, you'd be able to move up alongside her and have him in melee range and her in melee range as well if you needed. So for... You could uh, even probably move where it's just her in melee range if you wanted. Yeah, I'm gonna... I'm gonna get between her and him if that's possible. Sure, yep. He's a big guy, he's got... 
Bit of a reach. Ooh, um... She's awake now, right? Awake? No. No, she's, she's not. She has. She's in death saving throws. She has one success. Got it. Okay. I will... Um... Alright, uh, I'm going to use my action then to third level cure wounds. Okay. On her... Jackpot. Ooh. Oh, Jesus. Nice. Seven, nice. seven, seven. So, 29 to her. Her eyes flicker open and look up at you. And something else happens when I cast a healing spell. Sorry, just give me you one get, You get some healing too, right? Is there uh, new stuff? No, I think that's it. I think you're right. Oh, the creature regains uh, additional hit points equal to 2 plus the spell. Oh, I think that was in the Calculated. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and then, uh, let's see. That's my action. And then I think... Move the whip. I'm actually going to use a new ability that uh, that kind of Crixus invented during our long rest. <laughs> and um, it's part of my uh, level upgrade. It's called mm -hmm. the Mantle of Inspiration. So okay. as a bonus action... Spend one of my Bardic Inspiration to gain five temporary hit points to up to three creatures I can see, and that can see me within 60 feet. Uh, each creature can immediately use its reaction to move up to its speed without provoking opportunity attacks. So I'm going to activate this. Okay. In the hopes that we can move Valene away from this guy. So she gets five temporary hit points. Yeah, so I'm going to um, give five temporary hit points to me, Valene, and Doug. Okay. And um, Doug, you can move up to 30 feet or up to your speed if you want to uh, without provoking an opportunity attack. She can also... I'm not going to move because I want to be in this guy's face. So um, every all those three people get five temporary hit points and can move um, either away or towards the creature. Okay, she's going to stand up and move the rest of her movement away, so she'll be about 15 feet away from him. Or away from you. It's about 20 feet away from him. Doug, would okay. you like to move? Do I have to do the moving now? No. Okay, I, I, I will <laughs> not. You have to do your moving now, yeah, if you want to. Use your reaction to do it. Part of the event. Yep. Uh, no, I'm not going to move. Okay. All right. That completes your turn then, Crixus? Yep. So she gets her eyes flicker open. 
she kind of nods and stands up and realizes what's going on and get, gets the flock out of there. Uh, Jacob, you see Valene fall. You see Crixus rush over, put himself in his typical defending space, mm-hmm. restore her was, to the point where she can move, and she gets up and moves part of the way away from him. So I was probably in the process of putting the bow away so I could go heal her, but now that she's healed, I'm going to chill touch again, attempt to. Okay. And then I will move over to uh, guard Valene after that. Put myself in between. Oh my goodness, these rolls. Uh, Miss for sure. And again, Santika for... This time I think I'm going to say claw claw the eyes. Cover the eyes, boo! (laughs) Instead of grappling, she's going for a eye claw. Do the eye gouge. Oh, that was good. Natural Ooh, 20, 27. Holy hell. Nice. And so the first, if it matters, the first two dice are the piercing and the other, the second two are, oh my goodness, that's amazing. Six, six, five, four. Plus three Ooh. is 24 points Ooh. of claws to the face, acid claws to the face. So she finally had enough shit from him, huh? <laughs> he is bloodied. He's bleeding out this one eye. (laughs) Alright, that seems like a good turn. Oh, yeah. Uh, He immediately uh, goes after Tika with the uh, being on his in his space. Uh, He's gonna claw at her. Uh, 20 hit her? Yep, 20 hits. And it probably doesn't matter. Uh, 16 points of damage. Does she disappear when she dies? Uh, Or is there still a body there? I don't think there's a body. It just says the drake remains until it is reduced to zero hit points. Okay, so she dissipates then. Yeah. So he will look around quick and he will claw at Crixus then. Uh, 29 to hit. Yeah, that'll go ahead and hit. Yeah. <laughs> that is not a crit either. 17 points of slashing damage as he claws down on you. Okay. And he's going to stay right where he is. He got rid of his biggest threat. Well, um, I might as well hellish rebuke on. then. Okay, yeah. So, hellish rebuke him on that? For sure. Yeah, I'm going to sling some fire his way then. Oh, he needs a dex save. Dex save. Is nine. Okay. It's got to be 15 or better, so he'll take all of 17. Fire damage. He leans into the fire and kind of grins at you and chuckles as it does nothing to him. (laughs) 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 Doug. Yeah, fire's one of his, one of his, uh, yeah, he, he doesn't take, he fires nothing to him. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to yell, note to self. <laughs> no fire. <laughs> More so dots, you said he's pretty dots. bloodied, huh? He is bloodied, yes. All right, so I'm going to run up to him then, and, uh, let's see here. 
you're keeping track, you've done 112 damage to him. Wow. Uh... For those um, of you that haven't been keeping track. And for those of you who want to know, bloodied generally means he's at least half dead. I'm going to... Uh, uh, where is it? Cast command. I need a wisdom saving throw. Oh, shit. Uh, eight. All right. He, that is definitely a fail. Uh, so you speak Ooh, a one-word command okay. to a creature you can see within range. A target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw. Follow the command on his next turn. The spell has no effect if the target is undead. He is not undead, is he? Because you would have said he's he was not undead. undead. Okay. He's not undead. Nope. Uh, what is the word you utter? The command word you utter to him? Grovel. The target falls prone and then ends its turn. Okay, he falls to his hands and knees and starts begging Crixus for forgiveness. It says, uh, it says it follows the command on its next turn. Oh, yep. on its next turn? Okay. Okay. Uh, Valina's next, um... You hear her curse under her breath, and uh, something something to the effect of, I've had enough of this shit. <laughs> um, and she's hitting him with a ray of sickness. Oh my god, nat 20. <laughs> a level 5 ray of sickness, <laughs> nat 20. Nice. Oh, and of course, the API for um, D&D Beyond just went to shit on me. And she would have had advantage on that too, because he was prone, right? No, he's yeah. not prone yet. He didn't do it on. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, he's he prone. Doesn't... Prone next time. That's right. Mm-hmm. So the level five. Um, <laughs> so if he just gets utterly sickness. destroyed by this spell, do I get my spell back? <laughs> no. I'll roll this to everyone. Um, Valid question. Damage. It'll be impressive. Holy shit! That's a lot of dice. <laughs> Oh, 53 necrotic damage as his beam just barrels into his chest. Uh, she's a little pissed, so yeah. She hits him for 53. He, he's really not looking so hot anymore. And she proceeds to move another 30 feet away from them with her movement. Crixus. I'm going to move the... I'll move the spiritual weapon and just attack with that. Okay. Twenty-six to hit. Oh hell yeah! Nine damage. Nine damages. Excellent. And then I'm gonna try to chop his block off with my hand axe. All right. I assume his block meaning his kneecap because he's not prone yet. <laughs> That's a fair point. Yeah. So, twelve. Uh, twelve misses there. So he sidesteps me there. Yep. And uh, I yell over to Doug. Uh, finish this, my boy. All right. And I'm we, done. We move to Jacob. Has taken up position right, between so... Valine and him. No, Tico. So am I understanding? 
Yeah, Valine ran away now, so she's far enough away. I'm within 35 feet because she was only like 20 feet away yep, last absolutely. round. So uh, did I hear uh, Doug cast his command spell? Yeah, you were close like, enough. You would a, heard that. Okay. Uh, then I, uh, understanding, uh, and maybe doing a little meta here cause I love it. Uh, I am going to run up to it and pull out the rapier and I will hold my action to attack until it is prone. That and makes sense. Like that is all cause I have no Tika, so I will wait till it's prone to attack. Cool idea. Okay. And I will then pass my turn. There is no Tika, so... It is right. the giant's turn. He instantly falls to his knees, begging for mercy. And um, I will. You you assume he's begging for mercy. The, the languages he's speaking do not make a lot of sense unless you speak under common. Mm, did I not do. take that one. No. I do. No, then you understand that he's he is literally groveling, and you're very pleased that he is following your command. Yeah. What would you like to do, my, Doug? Uh, oh, actually, yeah. I'll take my, get, I'll take my attack. two attacks at advantage with fuzzy pink dice. That was a journey and a half. Uh, 23 <laughs> to hit. Yep. Okay, I like that. That's uh, 10 damage. 10 damage. Perfect. And... Oh, stop right there. Stop right there. That's a natural 20. That hits. That absolutely hits. 27, two dice is... Uh, okay, that's weird. Seven and seven. All three of my attacks damages were seven, so 17. Nice. Huh. I Good rolled hit. seven, seven, seven before. That's crazy. This is... Okay, that was, uh, that was fun. I like that. So he dropped down... Um, Jacob stabbed him a couple of times with his rapier and he's laying before you guys groveling asking for mercy asking for you to spare his life Doug I am going to point at him with my mace and in undercommon say your god will not save you now and I'm going to run up to him and uh, uh, mace him and in the face I'm going to like okay. run baseball swing at him Yep, and you have advantage. And these are at, also at advantage. Yep. Yay, prone. Uh, dirty 20 to hit. Yep, that hits. Yeah, six. Hey, Doug, why'd you do me a favor? Describe your kill shot and then take us out of this motherfucker. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> he had six hit points left. Nice. So nice. I literally ran up to him, and as he's on his knees, like... I'm going to say his head was at about swinging height, even though it probably wasn't. And I am just going to just baseball, just as hard as I can, take my mace and stick it right in his face so it it caves it in. So you you cave in, like you wind up with that baseball swing and you just cave in in the side of his cheek and a really interesting thing happens as you're carrying through that. His whole face does one of those slow motion as it's being hit and he turns to stone halfway through your swing and your mace just kind of goes on the last couple little bits of his cheek and you leave these like etch marks in the stone 
as he's left kneeling, groveling, hands down on the ground and his face upturned in a mid-punch, <laughs> mid-hit <laughs> distortion. And it dawns on you that the one you saw earlier was probably killed by something and turned to stone. Hmm. And you think you may not be alone in the city. As far as hostile people to the city. Be on your guard. And that's that's well, it's nine fifty nine, dude. We couldn't have timed that any better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's take us out of this motherfucker. Ugh, so, that was so good. That was that was so that was a good, good. Yeah, that was a good battle. That was a really good battle. Like ninety five damage in that round. Yeah. And just uh you know, just as a reminder, you thought Valene was a little skittish before. Yeah, right. After she dies. Yeah. I gotta look at Indefinite Madness and see if that lasts through unconsciousness. Ooh, that would be nice. I'm not sure. Well, <sighs> even so, if it doesn't, she's still gonna be freaking skittish. She is just at the edge of her yeah. life, so. Yeah. She might not be seeing things, but she's going to be very jumpy. Mm-hmm. So we are Two Nerds One Quest. We are here every Sunday morning, 8.30 a.m. Central Time. Join us live, twitch.tv slash TomMNorm. We are going to be taking a Mother's Day break, right? Is that next Sunday? Yeah, next Sunday's Mother's Day, I think. There's going to be a lot of breaks coming up because I got back, not back-to-back weekends, but a weekend and then one on and then one off. Yep. (laughs) June 10th and then June 24th. I'm going to be off those weekends. I'll be out of town. So we are here most Sundays. Um, We can still do something genius and cooch. Yeah. We can can do a short one-shot or we can do... Oh, yeah. Continuing adventures of um, Farley and... Farley and uh, Spade. Yep. Spade, yeah. Hell yeah. Or we can do something else. We, we can talk about that, but... We, I'll continue we'll... Farley and Spade, please. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to. That was I want more Farley and Spade, Norm. All right. We'll, we'll do you that have an then. audience now. Who yeah, wants so more? Nothing, Come on. Nothing next week. Nothing next week, but after yeah. that, we'll... We'll play it by Back ear, depending up. upon when John's gone. But we, yeah. we will be doing stuff, so... Uh, There'll probably be a rerun of this next week, I would think. Yeah, I'll I'll do a yeah. rerun of this. Um and maybe I'll do two reruns. Maybe I'll do it Saturday night and Sunday morning, just uh in case people want to rewatch it before. I have a but, feeling this will probably end up going till fall, thinking about it and thinking about how long it took us to go through those caves and now understanding how quickly we're gonna move through this city with a session in. Yeah. Awesome. Seems like a lot of stuff to do with if each of those numbered things is a thing. Um, there, there's a lot of stuff, and and like knowing what I know now and knowing what was revealed today, like yeah, this is gonna take a while. Interesting. All right. So we're we're in this game for a while yet, guys. This may be most of 2022. Nothing wrong with awesome. that. Nope. <sighs> yep. Anyway, Fun join characters. us live Sunday mornings, 8:30 a.m. Central Time. Twitch.tv slash TomMNorm. Share the show with others. Let others know that we are around. Uh, retweet out the tweets that we tweet saying that we tweeted a thing. 
that we are going live. Uh, put that out on Twitter, usually a little bit before the show starts. And, uh, yeah, let other people know about us. Uh, give us some reviews for the podcast, uh, patreon.com slash 2nerds1quest. If you would like to join for just a dollar a month, it gets you the unedited show with pre- and post-show talking. And you don't want to miss that because we have fun in pre- and post-show. Stick Jeff, around I'm for surprised after. you didn't want to use your lightning bolt. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. Yeah. I... I first round i wasn't sure how powerful it was going to be and then after that i was like oh it's, he's probably almost dead and then he wasn't no and then he was and then he was prone i Sorry, imagine no, we keep interrupting your post show yeah. <laughs> yeah stick stick around after the show we're going to vote on some show titles uh i'll put the link in chat so for me for genius for cooch and for mr dmjc bitches we be out Hometown, get him that's a big fucking rock. <laughs>